0: Coming up next on The Jeff Crilly Show, he was arrested more than 45 times. He spent six years in prison, and now he goes around the country teaching people how to free themselves from a prison of their own making. His incredible journey, just ahead. Well, I uh, gave 300 speeches a year for six straight years, in addition to my TV job back in the early 2000s. And I got to be a decent speaker, but I can't hold a candle next to my next guest. Uh, Kenan Williams, he's an author, entrepreneur, uh, motivational speaker, and my friend. Thank you for
1: coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Jeff,
2: I Absolutely.
0: That. Well, first of all, I want you to uh, kind of introduce yourself uh, to the audience and the kinds of uh, speeches you like to give the, the crowds who are, are,
1: are gathered to hear your message. Okay, I mean, I, 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 I talk about a diversity of things. And, and the reason I do that is because I want everyone to understand the, the power of being an American mm-hmm. and the ability that we have to be successful. So I talk to kids. I talk to kids about financial literacy. I talk to kids about banks, bank accounts, investments. Uh, I talk to uh, people on drugs, alcohol, addiction centers. I go into trauma centers. I have a counseling facility actually. Uh, I go into places like Toyota and I talk about leadership, what that looks like, Uh, you know, what those roles are, what that lane is, you know, how to teach, I teach people how to be successful. You know, different laws that lead up to success uh, I talk to police officers. Mm. I talk to politicians. You know, everything's about people. And, and when Keenan speaks, people lean in because his they message is—they so, do.
0: <laughs> they do. His message that. is so powerful. In fact, I found a video. This was done by WFAA, late some six years ago. Let's go ahead and roll that now.
1: You know, there are plenty of people who believe you should lock up a criminal and then throw away the key. But then there's—well, then there's this story: a convict who years later thanked the cop who sent him to prison. Kevin Reese explains in this WFAA original.
2: The streets of Grand Prairie were once the playground of a young man named Keenan Williams, a high school dropout whose mugshots could fill their own book. Drug dealer, a crack addict, an armed robber, arrested and jailed 45 times.
1: I share my story and I talk about the things that I've gone through. So, why on a
2: late October morning? Yeah, but I
1: went to prison for aggravated robbery. Was he here? I've arrived. Telling his no. story. I started kicking in drug houses and robbing people. That's why I got shot five times. To
2: That's a group of Grand Prairie ass ass
1: like police officers. You because this is not supposed to happen. This doesn't make sense.
2: Well, let's back up to the state prison mugshot of a skinny little kid on his way to prison for six long years. I just started robbing
1: drug houses because I knew all the drug dealers because that's who I was. That's how I ended up getting shot so many times, you know, being an idiot.
2: But this isn't just a story about a self-professed reformed idiot. It's also about who the ex-con is sitting next
3: to. I care about people. It's just who I am.
2: This is retired detective Alan Patton, and on one day back in 1993 with Keenan's world of drugs and guns and run-ins with the law closing in around him.
3: Keenan reached out to me and asked for 24 hours to basically say goodbye to his family. He
2: offered Keenan his first moment of respect.
3: I basically instructed the police officers in Grand Prairie to leave Keenan alone for 24 hours, and they did. And so Keenan, the drug dealer, the
2: toughest thug in Grand Prairie, willingly turned himself in.
1: You didn't judge me. You did your job. You were not a bad police officer trying to arrest me because I was a black man. The way you conveyed it, for that moment, I accepted the responsibility of that crime. Man, that sealed the deal for me. I knew right then that, I knew my life was about to change. I'm about to go to prison for a long time, <laughs> but at least going to prison, I'm not gonna be doing crack cocaine anymore. I don't have to worry about hurting people anymore. I don't have to worry about people shooting me
3: anymore. I've always believe that you give respect, you get respect in return. When you did, I respected you.
2: Fast forward then, those six years in prison, and the convict who would read more than 200 books, get his high school diploma, pursue a college degree, and practice the handshake he planned to give to the detective who put him away.
1: But the first thing I said, but I'm here to thank you, because what you did changed
2: my life. Because that Kenan Williams is now this Kenan Williams a successful businessman, a finance specialist, a happy husband and father, a motivational speaker at prisons, at schools, at police departments, whose journey from the streets to prison has also taken him to handshakes with some of the most important people in the country, and then publicly thanked the most
3: important cop who put him away. I knew in that moment I'd made a difference in a way that I couldn't even imagine. My career was a success because I had something to do with this man making a change in the way he lived life. That's the effect
1: you have as a police officer. Because what he did in my life, you can do in someone else's life.
2: So an ex-con tells his story of redemption to whoever will listen, even to the cops who helped put him away. That
1: regardless of what a man
2: is going through,
1: you can never determine where he ends up.
2: Because it might end up with a handshake. A thank you for a life saved. But then on second thoughts,
3: make that two lives Incredibly proud as I would be of my own child. In Grand Prairie,
2: Kevin Reese, Channel 8 News.
0: Wow, and I love that story. It was so well told by Kevin Reese. And uh you and I have a mutual friend in Alan Patton. I when I was a reporter, I used to get a lot of
1: stories from him. Amazing guy. He's a good man, and, and you have maintained your friendship. Oh, we've been best of friends since I went down and thanked them in 2001. I wow. got out of prison in 98 and I waited uh, for that opportunity. So I, I had a handshake waiting on Allen that I learned in speech class when I was in prison. Mm-hmm. I went to college while I was in prison for two, those last two years. And it was that 180 degree mm-hmm. angle symbolized friendship, the touch. And I waited for that moment. And so, yeah, we've been friends ever since then. Just well, an amazing guy. Help me <laughs> take everybody back to the turning point. I mean, when did you turn your life around? The turning point in prison is when I made a conscious decision. Number one, I got saved in prison after four years uh, and asked Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't religion that changed me. It was the relationship of learning who he was and who I was. And so I, I was a little different in there. I didn't, I didn't sit with all the other guys on the front row. And I really took a lot of time to to study because I would read things that talked about, you know, uh, my people perish for one reason, and that's a lack of knowledge. So I said, if you perish for a lack of knowledge, that means that I can flourish with an abundance of knowledge. Mm. So everything I would read, I would look at the opposite. You know, I, I read over 248 books in two years uh, because I understood that education would be one of the keys to, or the foundation of my success. Uh, you know, I believe in five things in America: you have education, access to opportunity, access to mentorship, access to the know-how, and then access to capital. So I started with education because I was lim- I didn't want to be limited into in my audience and who I could speak with. I knew I would be a speaker, sure. Uh, and it also taught me while I was at being educated. You know, it's crazy because they they wouldn't allow me to get in school mm-hmm. when I was in prison because I was a gang member. You know, I quit high school with two weeks left to join a gang, and you know? so that's why I got shot so many times. And or did all the robberies, uh, but they wouldn't let me in school in prison because I was a gang member. Mm-hmm. So I wrote the warden over 150 letters, asking them to please let me in school, I'm no longer in the gang. You know, I'll go, I'm in church, i for Jesus, just give me an opportunity. And then one day uh, after 150 letters, I saw the warden walking across the courtyard and I knew he was there because all the radios, the guards, everything changes when the warden, because he's like the president. And Jeff, I saw him up there and I knew in my heart that was my opportunity to say what I've been saying in the letters, but I could do it in face to face. And me and I'm going around all these people in the cars like Williams, get in line. I said, I got to talk to Wharton Jones, Williams, get in line. You can't do that. But I just kept going around. I kept going around and I finally get close enough to him and I yell his name. I said, Wharton Jones, he turns around this big 10 gallon hat. You know, he turns around. He looks at me. He says, Williams, I know who you are. If you don't write me any more letters, I'll let you in school. I said, yes, sir. That's all I wanted so that moment taught me that a character of excellence and persistence would demand an opportunity whether not when there's not one wow so when i set the goal and i knew what i wanted i just couldn't quit and that's what i teach people set the goal put the prize out there you can't change i could never change my history yes. none of us can but we have an opportunity to write our future and so i started writing my future well let's, let's spend a couple more minutes talking about prison because
0: um, although I've never been in prison before, uh, they say that prison is a
1: place where people learn to become a better criminal. That you can, you, you have choices to make, you know, and that one of the first choices that I learned when I began to read is, uh, I had to make a decision and, and it was in the law of subtraction and I call it the law of subtraction because I started subtracting wrong people, wrong characteristic traits, wrong ideas, wrong thought processes, wrong places, uh, wrong things, uh. And I subtracted that opportunity to become a better criminal mm. because I decided that's new. that was not who I was anymore. I had to decide who I was not. And in do, deciding who I was not, Jeff, as I began to read and walk and learn and study and pray, I discovered who I was. Mm. So when I discovered that, I never had to worry about going back to who I was not because that was no longer my character. That's why I tell people, you know, I haven't had a drink or drugs since 1993. I mean, it's... Um, it's been 30 years for me. And you just made it. You, I, I never went to NA. I never went to AA. I never went to any 12 steps. I don't knock those things. You do what it takes for you. But for me, I was able to get the perfect deliverance at one moment. And that was I decided who I was not and embraced who I was. Mm. And the new Kenan was not a drug addict. He was not a drug dealer. He was not a criminal. Does that make sense? Yes. And I began to educate myself from that point. Haven't had a desire for drugs or alcohol since 1993, just like that. Pow, cigarettes, anything. Done. No more. Wow. It was all an identity crisis. <laughs> you were so. It was all an identity <laughs> crisis, man.
0: You are so inspiring. We, you're, you also co wrote a book with some very prominent authors. We're going to put the book. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, Breakthrough was great. Breakthrough. And look at some of those. Yeah, names. Johnny Les Wambry, Brown. And, uh,
1: Les Brown up there and music. Uh, Haley. it was a great book. Uh, you know, I'm getting um, I'm actually preparing for my own book now. But that book, The Breakthrough was good because it was a conglomeration of a lot of success stories. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I love mine being in there because I tell people you can line up 20 people to speak and nobody's going to say what I say. Yeah. Nobody's going to operate the way I operate because my my situation is different. You know, I had to learn the law of preparation. I had to learn how to prep that ration in my life, that little small victory, and I would take it in water and nourish it. And it began to get greater and greater and greater. I learned the law of honor when I was in prison. I started honoring guards, inmates, people, things. Um, Even where I was at, I began to honor that moment. Does that make sense? It does. Because see, honor, you know, I learned about honor. Honor honor opens a door that your gift cannot. Mm. And a lot of times we, we get to a place, and because we don't know how to honor that person or understand the protocol of honor for that house or that country or that state, we can't enter into the right places, but it starts with honor. Okay.
0: And when they turn this story into a movie.
1: Who, we're working on that right who, now. Who plays you? We're working on that. <laughs> actually, actually, been working on the movie for like two years. Have right? it's, it does yeah, seem Yeah, so, yeah, like, yes. But it's, it's, it's going to be pretty cool when we finish it. Uh, it's I've been the holdup. Just busy working, building. You know. Can, can you write in a little cameo
0: for me as the intrepid reporter?
1: Don't worry, I got you. <laughs> don't worry, I got you. All right, we have, we only have a couple of minutes left, so why don't you, why don't you look right into the camera on the left? You know what? Yeah. You know what, Jeff, yeah. I, and I want to say this yeah. because this is very, very important. Growing up as a black man, in case you didn't know, I was black. I'm black. I just thought I'd let everybody know. Oh uh, no, it. You know i've really i'm pushing a lot of people to understand the importance of like school choice yeah and you know to share where i've gone to where i'm at now not that i have arrived because there's a lot more that i want to do i want to i want to change millions of lives that's my goal Mm. i want to change millions of lives i want to educate them in finance teach them how to use their credit put them in a space of financial uh, uh, free enterprise yes how to leverage that open their own businesses and, and really have a better life. So I'm teaching that I've been a millionaire twice. I've been broke three times. Okay. Um, but, but going to school was really a deciding factor for me later on in my life because I grew up in the hood, hood being where the black people were back then, you know, the sixties, but there were like four streets in my community that were bused to the neighborhood. Wow. Are you with me? Yeah. It was the busting system in the seventies, 73. Right. So I grew up in the hood where it was all black. In Hispanic, but then I was bused to 98% white schools. So I learned how to operate in both cultures. I became yeah, I very familiar, very comfortable. If it's a room full of white people, I'm fine. If it's a room full of black people, I'm fine. It's a room full, of, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because the culture doesn't change my identity. Mm. My identity adapts to the culture. So I, you know, I always wanted to go to school, like an all black school. Yeah. And I'm so thankful I didn't, because I know how to speak the language. Yes. You know, and I found myself like Moses, man, who, you know, I I tell people all the time. Sometimes I was like too black to be white, but too white to be black. (laughs) You know, so I go to the hood. I have to change my language. Like, uh, you know, they say, why do you talk like white people? I'm like, what does white people talk like? (laughs) like, Oh, okay. This is where I'm at. And then I change it. And then I go back and I change back here. And it was cool because, you know, when I got in the Bible, it was like because that used to bother me. Like. In the hood, even though I was in gangs and I was banging on all that crazy stuff, they respected my education and my aggressiveness because I was always a fighter, you know? Right. But they were always perplexed with my ability to speak and my clarity. But I looked at Moses who was born a Hebrew, but he was raised Egyptian. Mm. So he was too much of a Hebrew to be an Egyptian, but he was too much of an Egyptian to ever be a Hebrew. Wow. Are you with me? Yes. But in that struggle is where he became one of the greatest deliverers of all time. And so when I saw that, when I'm reading the Bible in prisons, I said, oh, that's it. I'm just like Moses. So now I can speak to all people. And that's the reason why I look for larger platforms. So I can share with people who don't understand what goes on in the hood. Because people looking to come biased and say, well, everyone has choices. Everyone doesn't know about the choices they have. So, in the final minute or so, I want
0: you to look into the camera on the left and talk to the young person who's struggling right <clears throat> now, who's going through something.
1: One of the most prolific moments in my life is when I accept the responsibility of where I was in my life. And I could blame my parents, I could blame the system, I could blame the white people, I could blame the jails and the prisons, I could blame everything. And I took responsibility on myself. And then I had to learn that regardless of where I was born, my geographical location, the color of my skin, who my parents were, whether I was born rich or poor, black or white, that didn't matter. I still have the ability, like you have the ability, to be successful. Because your success is not determined on what they did. Your success is, is determined by what you do. Making the right choices learning what those choices are. Get in the book and start educating yourself. Educated people are successful people educated people are successful, successful people. It creates an opportunity to have knowledge to be able to be applicable in every arena that you go to. As a young person, you got to understand there's only one. You quit spending your time trying to be a duplicate when you're the original. You're the original. You were born a one you want a race in your mother's womb that you didn't even know you were in. You're here with a purpose and significance. You're still here because there's something so important inside of you that God hadn't even allowed you to be taken off of the earth book, a song, a play, uh, a doctor. Uh, I don't know what it is, but there's something in you so important as a young man, a young woman, that it makes you significant in the earth. Pull out of you what was put in you in seed form. Educate yourself and develop that. Wow. I'm so
0: inspired by you. We're going to end with the Thank website. You, yes. That. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me, brother. I appreciate yeah. you. That's it for okay. now. We'll see you next time. <laughs>